To get rid of those pesky ads, request stories, listen to unlisted and bonus episodes, and to chat with the gang, support us by clicking the description link. So, you guys ready to get started? You want to take another shot? We can do the uh, Christy sh shot. Yeah, all request, right, Christy. Um, which I think we will all enjoy much more. What's up, Chris? What What's you guys up to? Chris, you're 28 minutes late, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so those are the, the shots for Christy. Okay, Christy, this is for you. Christy K or Christy C? Christy C. Christy C. Christy C. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Cheers, guys. Oh, yes. Cheers. Smells Cheers. good. Lauren, take Ooh. notes. Oh, my God. So last time we talked about Phoebe Hanzuck, and I also mentioned some other trash shoot deaths, which was kind of a cliffhanger. Mm, three more. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So. But you said there's something in common. You said there is a no, commonality. I, said I, I know. I know the killer. I didn't say there's something common. You mean, you mean other than the trash shoot itself, like the Blades of Death in there? Blades of Death. Ooh, that's a good name. Yeah, Shram. I was thinking yeah. something like dumpster fire, dumpster blades of gory. I came up with it. I think you, I think that's been a title for an episode we've used. Uh, Maybe, uh, whatever. Maybe been a different one though. All right, let's go to the apartment and see see what happened here because there was some things found in the apartment that are very questionable. In in which apartment now? We're going back and forth. So now we're all right. Back to Phoebe. We are going back to Phoebe. Yeah. So that was basically just a clickbaity kind of thing. So there, there are other trash shoot murders, is what you were going with there. Yeah, or, or trash shoot or deaths. Deaths. Yeah. Thank you for the correction. Yeah, but it's it's crazy that uh, so many people are dying from trash compartments. So look at this guy. What a dick! You did it. You can did. He it. has a beak nose. He does. This is inside of Phoebe's apartment right here, and the boyfriend's aunt's apartment, as you see here. There's a lot of stuff on that floor. There's a lot of stuff. There's broken glass. There was a, a glass and they didn't say if it was There's a, the Chinese food on the counter. There was broken glass in the apartment. And when detectives tried to puzzle piece the glass back together, it was not complete. They couldn't find the rest of the glass. There was also a lot of blood in the apartment, too. Hmm. Now, this guy, Ant. Goes into the apartment, and you saw it, and it's a mess, and he decides to order Chinese food instead of worrying why there's broken glass and blood everywhere. Red flag. So. Yeah. Um, can I just say something I don't think I've ever said before? No, we should wait. <laughs> I like, I don't know why I opened this. I don't want this beverage. Give it to me. Give it to me. John likes it. I just recapped it. Why? Because I didn't know. Take the cap off, please. <laughs> there was blood, not only in the apartment, but... In the doorway, too, on the architrave. That spell that right? Say that right? Architrave. It's like not something the, wrong there. It's not the arch, so it's not the top of the door, but the bottom, the very bottom of the door. There was okay. blood spots there. Like the there baseboard. Was, there was blood on the wooden study table. In the hallway, there was broken glass, and like I said, the the glass didn't make together a full cup. There was blood on the computer mouse. That's it, a weird place for there to yeah. be blood because, like, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, tell me. No, I just feel. Like like that's not something that you would touch in the moment. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like that's something you would. There may be like residue of blood on your hands while you're scrolling, but not something that you.
you would use like an argument. First thing yeah. Yeah. So there's blood on the computer mouse. There's also blood in that refuse room, like around the door and stuff. There's mm -hmm. blood everywhere. Several drops of blood on the refuse concrete floor on the on the actual floor. So there was blood and glass in the apartment and this guy orders Chinese food and then he goes down and talks to the detective. They say, this is your girlfriend. She's deceased. He falls on the floor and he starts screaming, why? No. No tears, no snot. Well, the detective noticed no tears or snot. This guy, Anthony, is a douchebag. Going, going to be very well known for his theatrical cryings with this case. Would he win a Razzie, you think? <laughs> Let's talk about the key fob. This is very important. Every time a resident either swipes the, the lift, the car park, the front door, wherever, the restaurant, the shitter. <laughs> if it's the public one, yeah, probably. Yeah. The dump seat. <laughs> the poop cabin. <laughs> like, this doesn't even make sense anymore. You're just making words up. <laughs> Uh, but I hope you're enjoying yourself. Every time every time a resident was to enter any building, even not just their apartment, but the apartment floor, they cannot get to the apartment floor unless they have a key fob. And it registers in the system every time. And it is pretty modern. This apartment building was commissioned 2008. This is a pretty well-working system. Mm. For the car park, which Anthony puts his Range Rover in, you would have to call the manager's number. The manager is sitting there. Now, now all the screens are in the manager's office, and they're watching everything going on in the on the video. So if you were to park your car, you would have to call the manager. He would see you on the CCTV. TV, and then he will let you in if he knows you. If he doesn't recognize you, then you wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't get in. However, there is a buzz system. If you put in 1201, it buzzes upstairs in the 1201 apartment, and then you can get buzzed in without a key fob. That makes sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is possible. On that day, there were contractors working on the lifts. Now, the blood found in the number one lift, which became a source of speculation, was actually found to be the contractor's blood from the day before he cut himself like a little bitch he cut himself <laughs> this guy cut himself and he bled in the lift you cannot enter the building from a fire escape you are exiting the so you can enter the front of the building but mm -hmm. the fire alarms are weird that is the only way you can actually get into the apartment without being kind of recognized unless she was to buzz somebody in we know ant was at work because his key fob didn't register okay however his friend christo was in the apartment not his apartment but his own apartment right that's all we know okay but the fire alarm it is possible for someone to come in during a fire alarm because all the, the doors are open however the the system is designed so when you go out the 12th door the 12th floor fire door it locks behind you so you can't run in the bottom and then go up to the 12th floor you could get up there but you can't go in unless someone was to you know put a piece of tape over the thing so it doesn't shut does that make sense mm-hmm Let's talk about Phoebe, born May 9th, 1986, oldest of three, two brothers. She attended the Sophia Munday Steiner School. So that school in particular is focused on teaching through art. So painting, music, modeling, sculpture, stuff like that. It's very artsy school, which fit her personality perfectly because Phoebe was a free bird. A friend of Phoebe's memorial page said, I remember her walking up to greet me with a rose. I remember saying that I was really scared 
scared to start school, and she told me that I had nothing to be afraid of, that I had amazing things to look forward to, and that it's okay to be a little scared sometimes. She actually took my hands and walked me upstairs and right to my desk and said she wouldn't leave me until she saw me smile. She was absolutely beautiful. She is very photogenic, I will tell you that. Mm. Let's talk about her teen years. This is going to become important because the investigation thus far is that she committed suicide. The investigation started and remained that she committed suicide on her own free will. And it remained that as a decision for about two years until the family, the Hansduck family, which are middle class, they pulled money together to to get a coroner's inquest, which happened two years later. And the coroner's inquest, they, they interview everyone who was a part of the scene, all the detectives, all the managers, anyone that came in contact, all the neighbors, everybody. But you got to keep in mind, this is two years later. So memories are pretty fragile. So that and also, Anthony and his family, you know, this is a, a prominent, prestigious, the most prestigious judge in, in all Melbourne. Like, you're telling me that you want to go up against this guy? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, that ain't going to happen at all. So, in fact, the all the lawyers that the Hanzuck family tried to hire, most of them, as I was reading the book, actually studied under Anthony's father. Yikes. So, it's like, yeah, okay, you want me to, you want me to, you want me to try to get your son for murder or you want me to try to get Anthony for murder yeah I don't think so type of thing so they're kind of pushed behind a wall at this point but let's talk about her teen years because suicide was the predominant theory for a long time her teen years she became extremely hormonal difficult to manage erratic behavior incurably romantic and very sensitive she was not only a free bird but she was a hopeless romantic she loved you, but you can never, you can never tie her down type of thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? She also started drugs in high school. Ooh. Ecstasy, marijuana, alcohol, and her words, this is from her words, quote, everything except heroin. Now, in this episode, I, I'm not trying to talk bad about the decedent here, okay? But it's very important that we go through her background, warts and all, because this was deemed a suicide. So when... Which I don't understand, but when, I know. So when Anthony's family, who Anthony is the one getting blamed for this all of a sudden, you know, his family, they're really trying to make it seem like it's suicide, right? Okay. So she started doing drugs, everything except heroin. She preferred cocaine and alcohol because it didn't make her depressed the day after. Her best friend, Alice, said the following. She could never be kept by someone. She was a floater. She drifted in and out of people's lives at her own will. She probably used people a bit. She wanted to be mysterious. Now, this girl is 23 years old when she died. Anthony is 40, mm. you know? Yeah. It, and Anthony, Too old, man. Anthony owns his own events company. Very successful. Very successful. Celebrity friends, rich friends. And Phoebe, middle-class family, works as a, a server, you know? Mm-hmm. not Just fr- trying to make it. Yeah. Not from that family. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. Like, Anthony is, is bringing her to all these events and with all these celebrities and influential people and she's a normal person you know what i'm saying there's a lot of stress going down here you think he knew nicole kidman (laughs) i don't know it's a great question she's australian all australians know one another lauren do you know nicole kidman (laughs) oh but like you said like the family was prominent do you think do you think he knew the dingo that killed that baby (laughs) the dingo ate my baby (laughs) uh 
Another friend said the following. Although she was loved by so many, she could never be yours to keep. You could only have Phoebe for a moment and then she's gone without a trace. At 15 years old, Phoebe ran away. This is crazy. She runs away at 15 from her home and it was a loving home. She lives in Epping, Australia. She actually lives in a campsite, like a almost like a homeless campsite for eight weeks. She's living with other girls. She runs away. She lives at a homeless camp for eight weeks with other girls. She was absent for so long that she had to transfer schools to a new one, which is fine because the reason she left, the reason she ran away is because at 15, she actually fell in love with one of her teachers. Oh. A, an older man, 36 years old. Like the ABBA song. They actually had a relationship that lasted about two years. That was her first real relationship ever. The first time she felt love, was with her teacher Mm. you know that's problematic she left school at year 11 so keep this in mind she's not even a graduate she dropped out of high school yeah she dropped out of high school or secondaries whatever the australian equivalent is she is with an older man who is very successful Mm -hmm. prominent family Mm -hmm. celebrities influential people dinners a lot of dinners because this is event planning a lot of big dinners Mm -hmm. traveling and she's a high school dropout. Not to talk bad about her, no. but this is what it is. Yeah. High school dropout who doesn't really fit into this life at all. She leaves school at year 11 and she gets jobs in sales and services. Basically, she's a bartender. Mm. All right. She was depressed in her late teens. She had mood swings. She began antidepressants. But would stop the antidepressants when she felt better. And then she became depressed again, which I I used to do that, too. Yeah. As as I said before, she found alcohol to be her her vice. Which is interesting because alcohol is a depressant. Well, alcohol and cocaine. Oh, that kind of balances you out, I guess. Quote, after only a couple of drinks, she would become clumsy and uncoordinated. Well, she was small, right? She was petite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, I guess that makes sense. On one occasion, Phoebe and her grandmother were having coffee together when Jeanette noticed a Band-Aid on Phoebe's arm. Reaching across, she pushed up Phoebe's sleeve. What's this? I cut myself. Not deliberately. Yes, deliberately. I didn't mean anything bad. I just wanted to hurt myself, she told Jeanette. Not to harm yourself, not suicide, Jeanette asked. No, no, just to hurt myself. You promised me that if you ever have any thoughts like this again, you will contact me day or night. Do you promise? Yes, I promise. So Jeanette is the grandmother. She was extremely close to Jeanette, the grandmother. Extremely close. Natalie is the mother. Jeanette is the grandmother. Okay. So Natalie recalls on one occasion her mother... Quote, on one occasion when Phoebe was about 20, I came home and found blood on the trampoline and the bathroom sink. I couldn't find Phoebe. She didn't answer the phone, but I managed to track her down via a friend. When I made contact with her, her explanation was that she'd been making a piece of art and had cut her hand. I knew she must have been drinking. So now does the the blood stains in the apartment make a little more sense here? The grandmother said she could cut her hand glass yeah. cup or something. The grandmother says when when Phoebe drank, she could become verbally aggressive and a bit smart mouthed, sometimes saying things that might result into her getting into trouble. Mm. She started self-harming, as you just read. You know, what did she say? She said, I cut myself. Yes, deliberately. I didn't mean to do anything bad. I just wanted to hurt myself. That's her exact quote. She started cutting through her teens up until her death. She was a cutter and her death was at 23. All right, so any questions so far? No. All right, let's talk about if she was on any drugs or anything. All right, let's still go down the suicide route, but let's let's uh, get this out the way. Her toxicology report, ethanol, alcohol, 
0.16 grams per 100 milliliters, which um, you probably can tell us I couldn't do the math, but it's three times the, the legal limit here. Here, mm. so legal limit there is three times the legal limit here. No, no, no. Well, she, he's just. I don't know what the legal no, limit is the, there. He's oh, just saying. Oh, here. sorry. It's she was the, three okay. times. Sorry, our sorry. Legal I got limit. confused. No, no, no. The three times the legal limit there, whatever that is. Oh. I, I would imagine it's about the same. Sure it is. Probably. Yeah. But she, that's where she was when they tested the blood. Now remember, they didn't test the blood till literally almost twelve hours later. Mm. Okay. So she was she was drunk. Yeah. The firefighter that spotted her when she came down the first time the uh, fire alarm went off said that she was wobbly and couldn't hardly stand up. You know, she was also on quinanine, which is for malaria, deloxetine, dextromethorphine. I mean, do you want Jacqueline to read, to read that? Uh, dex, <laughs> dextrom, Possibly. Dextromorphan. But anyway. So the, basically cough syrup. Co- yeah. And that's the one with the that makes you hallucinate kind of. Mm-hmm. But forget. Codeine? All- you mean like codeine? Well, that's like the, like, it's like one venison. Don't look at that's me. Like I don't thing. know. Yeah. It's just, it's one of the cough syrup ingredients. The one that I want to talk about specifically, specifically with this one is the hypnotic z- zolpidem, which is also known as Stilnox, which is also known over here as Ambient. Mm. Oh. So we do have a PA with us. So tell us about mixing alcohol and Ambient. And some of the effects, do you, do you, have you encountered yeah, any of that? so I'm thinking that that would be respiratory depression, just really allergic, you know. But no, I think they're a deadly combination. Could make you unresponsive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like if you, mm-hmm. so like if someone tried to stuff you in a laundry chute, I mean a garbage chute, like you wouldn't be responding? Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So I do want to say that even being at that level of being drunk, People were saying, or experts were saying, that there's no way that she could even walk to that garbage chute, much less put herself in it. Um, would the combination of the drugs that she was on, I know you said lethargic and unresponsive, but like, would it affect your strength? Yeah, I think so, because it so kind of presses your respiratory drive, your nervous system, so I don't think you'd have much strength at all. Okay. Yeah, the central nervous system is what I see a lot in here. Associate Professor Dr. Noreen Gunja, forensic psychologist on hypnotic zolpidem. Since March 2007, there have been strong warnings of the prescription of zolpidem due to significant adverse reactions in some patients. Zolpidem had been associated with hallucinations, amnesia, increased suicidality, and parasomnias, complex sleep-related behaviors. Hmm. Do you want to tell everybody what happened last night? Talking oh, about God, sleep dude, behaviors? Were you talk sleepwalking? About, no, talk about, talk about me not getting any sleep. All right. <laughs> Freaking, all right, here's what happened. So Wait, before I, like, we go into this, can I just say that, remember last episode, I said, did she ever sleepwalk? <coughs> anyway, yeah, and you good question. Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, right. go on. All right, so last night is one o'clock. Everyone's sleeping so peaceful. No, Mila, let me let me tell you a story. We are all exhausted. Like, the dogs keep us up because Hubble mm-hmm. and Luna both sleep in the bed, and they all, like, move around. They want to get under the covers and wake me the fuck up all the time. So I was exhausted last night. So I'm in the bed. It's one o'clock in the morning and i'm a, I'm a combat veteran so i i am very jumpy and especially if i hear something which last night i could have effing swore i heard whispering oh. either right outside the house or inside the house oh. 
I'm in bed and stealthy me, I just raise my head up, not making a sound. I look at Stella, our oldest coon, who was on the chair, looking at me and then looking at the hall, the direction of the hall. So I'm like, shit, someone's out there. I hear whispering. I grab my gun and I go out into the hall and do a whole perimeter check. Okay, no one's there at all. Then the dogs start barking because I like turn the lights on outside and wakes Nicole up. I checked the security cameras. No one was there. So guess who was whispering? This girl <laughs> right here dreaming about buying Nike shoes at the uh, damn Goodwill. I'm, <laughs> like I'm, I'm pretty sure. Because I remember Luna like barked in, while she was still in the bed. And I remember being like, I remember being vividly in something. And I'm pretty sure I was buying a Nike, a vintage Nike hat in my dream. So you're probably like, damn, look at this shit. <laughs> I swear to God. Did I you, swear. Could you hear any of the conversation? Was it like... It was just whispering, but it wasn't yeah. just me. Like, I looked up and yeah. Stella's looking at me, yeah. and then she's looking... She, she Like, she and John are like, you go. Like, they're, they're having their, like, tactical <laughs> oh, no. conversation. She's always like, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stay laying on this chair, this lounge chair, but, like, I heard it, too. Dude, I but get But she up. was probably like, shut this bitch up. I'm trying to sleep. That's probably what she No, was she was looking at the door. I don't know how you ventriloquist your whispering anyway let's talk it about it was th- me i know it was it had to have been me because i do remember being like vividly in something when luna barked and woke me up and i was and you were like i'm gonna check something and i was like it, 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 i was probably talking sorry <laughs> all right for you guys on live chat and for you guys listen to this be very careful with this stuff this is zolpidem is described as hypnotic zolpidem. It also goes by the term stillnox and and also by the American term ambien. Now, it's not bad unless you mix it with alcohol. So if you're if you've done that, don't do it. And I'm going to tell you if you've done that, no, go back in time and reverse what you did. <laughs> it's just alcohol being mixed with this stuff. So ambien, stillnox or zolpidem. Cases of sleepwalking, sleep driving, sleep eating, sleep cleaning. A professor, Olaf Drummer, says that some of the cases he knows of is frenzied running while sleeping, throwing punches, wielding knives, sleep telephone using, sleepwalking to friends and family's home. One audit revealed from February to June 2007. So February to June, which is a couple months. Four months, but yeah. Four months, 915 emergency calls, all related to Zolpidem. Hmm. 13 deaths from Zolpidem. 13 deaths is a four-month period. 13 deaths, four attempted murders, 12 suicides, 14 attempted suicides, 20 overdoses, 32 sleep drivers resulting in 60% accidents, 36 sleep eaters who gained weight, 5 sleep smokers, 9 sleep alcohol drinkers, 34 anxiety and panic attacks, 7 psychotic behaviors, 19 hallucinations. This is out of 915 so is this wow. with the combination of Zolpidem and alcohol or just the people that were prescribed Zolpidem? Zolpidem since then has put out very heavy warnings. In one study, this is this is crazy. In one study, 5% of users, 5%, 1 out of 20, 1 out of 20 people who use Zolpidem has experienced one of the following. And, and these effects are mostly in women and elderly and they cannot remember the 
the next morning. But it the sleepwalking, sleep reenacting, the the sleep attempted murders, panic, sleep eating, all of that stuff. One out of twenty. That is a very tight ratio. So I actually that almost like feels like people like me who already do things in their sleep and they don't know it like mm-hmm. should not yeah. take that. Yeah, because I, I feel like that is. Like, what if I start sleepwalking or something like that? And I, I think I've, I think I probably share this in. Well, you're sleep buying Nikes. <laughs> That's for fucking I sure. I do, I do believe that that is what I was doing last night in my dream. Um, <laughs> but I, I know a couple of folks that I know. Wolfie said like she's, um, like had some serious sleepwalking. Um, my friend, friend's husband has um night terrors and like, like literally has climbed out a window sleepwalking and like walked into the middle of the street. Ooh. Um, and and this is op- absolutely awful. But I do know someone whose spouse shot themselves and killed themselves and they were asleep like you can do uh, horrific things and it I, I don't think he was on any sleep medication um i oh do know gosh. that that person was jet lagged in in that situation it's terrible and he like no suicidal ideation or anything like that and it was just something that happened when he was asleep he was asleep wow. he, like and they know that how did they de- how did they determine that um there were some like signs that she had from like noticing when he had slept walked in the past uh-huh and he they had just come back from a trip overseas and so he was very jet lagged and she, like something that he said like she could tell he was asleep probably similar to me when i'm like yeah go ahead buy your video game when I'm when yeah. I'm asleep like that happened and she went into the kitchen or another room so she was awake she was awake and she knew that he was like talking in his sleep and she went into another room and she heard the gunshot and he he died yikes that's terrible absolutely horrific so I like I say that knowing the extremes of just sleep. sleepwalking yeah you know like yeah. you can do terrible things to yourself from the dosage the recommended dosage advised dosages and I'm not a doctor but 0.1 to point. 0.2 milligrams per liter, 0.2 being the, the absolute maximum. Phoebe was found at the very maximum level of Zolpidem in her system, and this was hours after she passed away. Mm-hmm. And isn't it like if you stay awake when you're on that, like you get very like high? Yeah, she was awake. Remember, she went down from oh, yeah. the first, uh, first fire alarm. Anyway... Dr. Gunja, who you read from earlier, said that her BAC was in the functioning level. She did have 0.16% BAC, her alcohol level. And she said the BAC of 0.16% does not exclude the possibility that Phoebe was physically capable of entering the garbage chute unaided. So now she also says the drugs depressed her mood, judgment and perception, and this may have promoted or exacerbated her suicidal thought, leading her to enter the garbage chute as a suicidal act. The, the, the question is, did the drugs impair her so she couldn't enter? This is what she says. In my opinion, both ethanol and zolpidem had a contributory effect leading to the death of Phoebe Hanzuck. Both these drugs would have impaired her judgment, ability to think rationally, and possibly exacerbate her suicidal ideation. They, they would also have had impaired her psychomotor function and body balance. Dr. Drummer says alcohol at, at her level will worsen and the adverse effects and depress the central nervous system as well. So at this point, 
now it is not suicide per se, but did Phoebe have an adverse reaction to Zolpidem mixed with alcohol? Okay. Because Ann didn't kill her because he was at work. He's got an alibi. His friend could have did it, but but think about it. And the, and the reason the boyfriends look bad on, for several reasons. Number one, he has power of attorney over Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Family wanted to cremate Phoebe, but Aunt would not release the body, which to me makes him not look guilty because wouldn't he want to cremate the body? It was his. since He was in a de facto relationship, basically common law marriage. Okay. So he has control over those decisions. He didn't want to cremate her, but to bury her. This is where this strain comes between the family and aunt because they loved him up until he started doing this where he controls everything type mm-hmm. of thing. You know what I'm saying? But we know aunt didn't physically kill her because she because he was at work. So and not only that, but at this point, as you'll see, she has been on this Zolpidem, the still knocks all day long. He got her a job. He She didn't show up to work. She was would just be drinking all day she would pop all these still noxes these zolpidems he actually took those away from her at one point which caused a big argument i know this sounds crazy because he seems like a total d-bag all right but he actually from what i am seeing really cared about phoebe all right i know it sounds crazy he would call her drinking and her drugs the monster and he would actually try to detox her but he could not control you know that monster he would take away her drugs and everything else but at the end of the day you know his reaction may have been kind of far-fetched throughout the whole throughout the next following months but i do believe reading up on this guy that it was genuine now and i'm not saying that he didn't now it wasn't a toxic relationship where he was putting her down and making her feel like trash i think shram said something you know he made her feel like trash so much that she put herself in the dumpster kind of thing that makes sense and that and that also yeah and that also kind of uh vibes with the uh email that obviously him or someone in his circle deleted those emails because it probably made him look pretty bad some of the stuff he was sending but that's just speculation but from what i see he was extremely upset about this like in a real way from what from what i see phoebe was actually in the process of moving out she actually moved out a couple times she just moved back in and she was going to move out again she was drinking too much she was disappearing for days where Anthony had no idea where she was. She was on prescription drugs. She would go for three or four days. No one would hear from her. She wouldn't answer her phone. When her phone, the reason that Anthony had her phone to begin with is because she had thrown it in a drunken stupor and broken it. One of her friends grabbed it, gave it to Anthony. So Anthony was taking it for repair because she destroyed her phone in that stupor. She would post notes on the kitchen counter and even on his bed when he when he got back to the the house and ordered his Chinese food. He claims that he saw a, a shrine, but it wasn't really a shrine. It was basically a photo of him and her and some scribbled notes. There was a candle burning and stuff like that, but it was kind of positioned so he would see it. This is the day before she sends her family this message. Hi, family. I am in bed and about to sleep. When I wake, I will transform into the most incredible human being you've ever seen. Not. I will go to the hospital. 
hospital. It's safer there, and I hear the special tonight is tomato soup. Delicious. Nutritious. I love you all very much, but not enough to send an individual text. Sorry about that, but time is sleep, and I must be on my way. Merrily, merrily, merrily. Life is but a dream. XO. Her family was already really worried about her leading up until this death. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the only weird message that she sent. She sent a, a couple other ones. She was writing these posted notes to herself in the apartment, which were found on the on the day that this happened. And reading from the book, quote, Ant's moods swung wildly. Sometimes he seemed normal looking at things on his computer and checking his Facebook page. But then he'd lapse into extreme grief, lying curled up in the fetal position on the couch and hugging a cushion. His friend Christo Van Eggman called in on Saturday. He said that later he'd never seen Ant in such a state. He called her alcohol problem the monster. And not only that, but the entire family who liked Dan at first, and it was only after he wouldn't, you know, release the body, stuff like that, that there was some tension. They liked him, and he was actually contacting Natalie, the mother, and the grandmother, keeping updates on Phoebe. The final night that uh, she was acting, quote, lovely, and he gave her a bath and cooked her dinner. So he would be texting the, the mother and the grandma, who was extremely worried about their daughter. She's fine. He said something to the effect of, once she's sober, we'll address the monster and try to move past it. I mean, the every podcast out there and every news site makes this guy look terrible. And I'm not saying he's the best guy in the world, but I can I can tell you, man, this guy actually tried. You know, it was a toxic relationship. Yeah, it was very toxic. You have a guy who is very successful and w- with a girl way younger than him that doesn't fit in. And there were there were fights and everything else. There were probably some bouts and some, you know, throwing stuff and stuff like that. But he definitely didn't kill her. He probably he may have driven her to that. But, you know, that's still not murder, in my opinion. So weeks before the death, she actually made four attempts to end the relationship. The family starts noticing her erratic behavior. On October 5th, she emails her mom and asks her about redeeming her 21st birthday present for an overseas trip. She wanted to take up this offer at a short notice, like, you know, kind of like, let's do it real quick type of thing. On October 20th, she leaves Ant's apartment completely. She takes a bus all the way to Malakuta. She is finally done. And now she has a job. Remember, he got her a job at this marketing company. She she just leaves that job and goes and talks to people about volunteering in India. Just crazy stuff, right? Anyway, four days later, she decides to, to move back in. During that time when she moved back in, he remembers her pulling out a chair, putting it on the balcony of the 12th floor of the 12th floor apartment and basically looking over the edge like she was going to jump type of thing. Tuesday, 30th of November. Remember the the murder happened or the death happened on December 2nd. Mm -hmm. She called a psychologist. She received several numbers for suicide helplines. Later after that, she was with a good friend, Bryn Hessian, who she would always drink with and do some drugs with. And she left him a voicemail that said if he didn't call her back, quickly that she would quote throw her phone away and leave the world another friend another friend named bob gold who they actually met in 2009 but they kind of rekindled the friendship right before her death they discussed suicide together depression and 
he also he describes Ant as a genuine person who made Phoebe very happy, and she was very happy with with him. And he describes Ant being very happy with her. He meets up with her a few days before the death, November thirtieth. She pleaded for him to take her to a to a drug dealer's house. He says that he was pretty sure that she had already taken a pill by the time they got there. She tried to kiss me, but I asked her to stop, at which she became violent, punching and kicking. I had to restrain her until she calmed down. I told her that I couldn't handle this and would take her back to aunt's. So after that, she goes back to that same same friend's house and around 7 p.m. This is two days before the murder. She starts, quote, playing chicken with traffic, jumping out in front of cars that were approaching and then jumping out of the way. This was right around the time where he takes that still knocks away. So, I mean, do you kind of see kind of where this is kind of I mean, going? yeah, she has such erratic behavior. Right. Yeah, it's it not doesn't sound like a good situation aunt texted the the grandmother and said thanks marm she is a sleeping beauty right now and not the beast she was resting well as i've explained now is the time to heal then when she feels okay we'll work out a plan so things are not looking good where are you guys at now um as far as with this um it's definitely like and i know this is you you mentioned before on the first one that this is something like we're revisiting this episode but i forgot about all these details details and I'm like it's almost like I'm hearing it for the first time again and it really I don't know it's it puts it's make me think think about where she's where she's at there it is not nearly as black and white as right. part one right yeah not yeah. nearly so honestly guys I didn't know that there were so many deaths from trash shoots and there's a lot and they all have one thing in common which is which is crazy now I can't prove this for every one of them because I don't have the autopsy reports but do you remember when we went to Baltimore the two that happened within the year of each other all right so this is from the Baltimore Sun two deaths at city high-rise are not linked police say scrolling down here the autopsy report reviewed this is about Kumar a uh, harsh Kumar what do you what do you notice right here Zolpidem. Oh. Zolpidem. Oh. Zolpidem, otherwise known as Ambien, was found in his system. Now I couldn't get everyone everyone's autopsy report because they're they're not public. But how many people are prescribed sleeping pills like Ambien? A lot. It's a very common. It is. I actually remember my grandfather before he passed away. This was, gosh, um, it was probably, I'm trying to think, like last time I spent a night at uh, my grandparents' beach house in New Hampshire. But I must have been in high school or earlier. Um, and so this was 15 years ago, at least. Yeah, 31. Um, and so I remember he is a scotch drinker. Drinker, but he was also in his early 80s, late 70s at the time. I remember him being prescribed Ambien and having his like nightly scotch. And I remember him being like so like, I mean, he was drunk and funny, but like could barely get up the stairs mm -hmm. to his bedroom. Like he was like laughing and having a great time. Like, oh, you know, like being silly. But I we I remember being like, oh, oh, do oh, dog, he drunk or he whatever he had and it was because he was on a combination of ambient and scotch. So with the autopsies, they're not all public. The newspaper shows some, but from, you remember the, the other one that happened with Elizabeth? Yeah. 
in the same apartment building. So this is from that one post that we showed that I showed you earlier, the Reddit post. Somebody asked, I'm really sorry for your loss. Can I ask how much alcohol she had in her system? A history of mental illness, yada, yada, yada. She had the typical amount of alcohol a 23-year-old would have on a Saturday night while visiting friends. We went to a bar in Canton neighborhood, so she was definitely drunk. So the question I have is, was she prescribed Ambien? Is one out of 20 people have really bad effects. I'm talking about driving sleeping, wielding knives while sleeping, attempted murder while sleeping, you know? Mixing Ambien with alcohol is, is I believe, doing all this with these trash shoots. I was trying to think about why, like what mindset do you have to be in? Let's say she was unconscious. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you my theory here and I know I'm, I'm different than everyone else, but there was no one else involved. She put herself down there. There were blood. The, the blood in the apartment was from her, from an episode or whatever. For instance, the door was locked. I honestly believe that she was going out somewhere at the time and she locked, she locked their dog in, in the master bedroom. She was her Prada sunglasses were found. Why would she be wearing Prada sunglasses inside? I feel like she was going out somewhere. Where's the the broken glass that didn't fit up? I think she broke a glass. She cut her hands, probably not intentionally, but cut herself because she was drunk and on Zopidem. Got blood on the mouse. She was looking something up. They didn't take the computer or anything, mm. you know. And then I think she actually put that glass in the garbage. That's why the missing glass is there. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's blood everywhere. And then there's something here, man. There's something that I've showed you other cases where, I mean, Harsh Kumar wasn't stuffed down this garbage chute. No one did that to him. Like he did. He doesn't have any enemies. This 23 year old, that guy that he she, he met that night didn't stuff her down a garbage chute. Mm -hmm. Aunt didn't kill Phoebe. You know why? Because there's easier ways. Look how many drugs she has. How easy it would be to overdose her. She wants the drugs anyway. You could overdose her. There's so many. You, you want to stuff her down a trash chute? That doesn't even make any sense. Plus, there was CCTV, if you guys remember. Ant didn't know that there was a loop over recording it. Why would he risk being on CCTV, a CCTV camera that shows the trash shoot yeah. that, that they didn't look at? Why would he, this guy, the son of a prominent judge and a very successful business, why would he hoist an unconscious body, which, by the way, is extremely hard to do, not just to just throw in a trash dump, but walk all the way down the hall with an unconscious body fireman carry and then stuff it down a garbage chute. How ridiculous does that sound now? I feel like also, I mean, going back to last episode, my comment, like if someone saw her getting in the garbage chute, they'd be like, what are you doing? But like, I feel like if someone saw him carrying an unconscious body down the hallway, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, their, their relationship was very toxic. Dude, I've been in a relationship toxic like that too. It just does not work out. Like I dated a girl that was heavily, heavily in drugs, drinking, all that stuff. She ended up taking her life two years ago. But I, I mean, I can kind of see that. And there is probably things that he is not proud of. He, he probably isn't the best dude in the world either. But I, I know sure as damn well he didn't do it. Even though the author of the book is, you know, dead set on him being the killer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you just you just saw a lot of other cases. And there there is another reason besides the Zolpidem and alcohol. Now, the Zolpidem and alcohol 
I think I think because no one's putting this together with zolpidem and alcohol and then garbage shoots like that. I'm the guy that is putting this together right now. Like yeah. that is the killer here. I I can fucking guarantee you if every one of these garbage shoots because that that woman we talked about the socialite she yeah. was drinking she was at a party. You're telling me a 40 year old woman isn't on Ambien? Everyone's fucking on Ambien. Yeah, it's yep. a common drug. She fucking yeah. threw herself down the garbage chute. The CEO of WebMD didn't do it because you know why? There's fucking cameras everywhere. Like who? And you know, it's just it is it's outrageous. But I think the bigger picture here is letting people know that if you live in a effing apartment building with a garbage chute. I don't know what it does to your mind. Maybe you take it and I mean, I, I can't imagine why you would put yourself down there, but it happens. And and I have a video of it being possible because the big thing was, oh, is it is not even possible for someone to do that? It is. Now, this is a different story, but this man puts himself down a garbage chute and you're going to see the video because he lost his keys. So this is him putting himself down a garbage chute. He is putting himself. The friends don't even help him. There's a couple of friends there. One of them comes into play, but he puts himself down garbage chute because he lost his keys down there. There's a there's a lot of cases like this. I'm going to show you how much. But so this is like the video. This is an actual video of of them. This guy is getting his keys. He lost his keys down there. He's dead. He is dead because he tried to get down a garbage chute. You know. I mean, it's the same same size door. It is possible to do. You know what I'm saying? And if you just look up, let me uh, show you right quick how many deaths there are. It's kind of outrageous. I'm I'm shocked at how like here's common a, this actually is. Yeah. Here, here's more right here. New Jersey, Penn State student Naveen Dalawi but falls down a garbage chute. There's that wealthy woman. L.A. woman gets trapped down a garbage chute. Staten Island woman dies after be found in a garbage chute. It, it is a lot. They need to put stickers that say, do not go down here. Not that people would pay attention to them, but I man, mean, like... Man found dead. Man found dead in southwest Atlanta. Trash shoot. And NYPD investigating a woman of a uh, a garbage shoot. Here's another woman right here. 19-year-old Penn State. Justine Gross. Hey, let's see, wow. see a picture of her. Hey, this is her right here. You think she wants to throw herself down a garbage chute? Or do you think maybe she was she was drinking a little bit and then, oh, I'm going to take some Ambien. And then whatever the fuck it does, whatever it does to you, I, I really think that should be more well known. Because yeah, I can right. fucking promise you that all of these cases are the same. Alcohol and Ambien and garbage chutes. And the, I'm the only one that has ever made that connection. Ain't no one else made that fucking connection. And I think that should be out there. I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry. I know I kind of derailed this. What do you guys think? No, no I think it's that's you de- not. You didn't yeah. debunk. You you didn't derail. You debunked. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like the reason I couldn't even finish that book is because not only Anthony, right? Because yeah, he's the main suspect, but it takes his friends and. and and then halfway through the book, it's just a what if. Like, well, what if he did this? What if he did that? Well, you know, what if he didn't? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> if if this was a, so, like, I know that we are a, like, sometimes uh, media cases are guilty until proven innocent, particularly when it comes to, like, the husband did it, the boyfriend yeah. did it, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if this was presented in a court of law, I would say like, ain't no case. Yeah. Sorry. No, but it, but the Phoebe Hansuck case was, there was a huge coroner's report about it. And just going down, I'll show you the, the actual coroner's uh, take on it. And I know I'm different. Like I'm the only podcaster that set has his opinion, which is crazy because my opinion also reflects that of the, the medical examiner, the coroner, the forensic pathologist and the detectives. I know that's weird, but I do take that. So this is a this is the coroner's report, which has has all of it in there. It says uh, going up here. I conclude that in a zolpidem alcohol induced sleepwalking automatic like state or deeply confused and disoriented. Phoebe entered the chute and began to climb towards the ground floor. This is at the end of the coroner's inquest after months of testimonies and bringing everyone in. In the course of the effort, she sustained a number of relatively superficial injuries to a different parts of her body. I mean, there's easier ways the ant could have killed her. Right. And like for the, the book, you remember you read the quote where, oh, these like, who is this woman that wrote this book? She says she's an investigative reporter, journalist. She didn't go to she didn't go to school for that. She was like a nurse. And there's not nothing wrong with that. But she's you know, what I'm saying she says yeah. those those bruises look like finger marks. It's not. You fell 12 floors down a fucking trash chute. Could you got bruises on you, man. I yeah. mean, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I mean, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck? Right, anyway, I'm uh, mm-hmm. sorry. So you so we are at the same conclusion, I think, from the first episode that we did. But this is a lot of new evidence supporting evidence on this guy says, well, so this is in Australia, obviously, but he is saying I further recommend that henceforward only five milligram tablets rather than 10 milligram tablets be permitted in supply all supplied users in Australia. I recommend that the ATGA, which is like the FDA, I guess, says that recommended for administration to female patients be reduced by 50%. Wow. Dude, this is what people need to be talking about. You know why? Because there are real, real people dying out there Yeah, from trash shoots. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the fucking killer, and no one cares about this. Fuck, I'm, I don't know. I'm just preaching here. No, it's, no, it's interesting. It's true, so have, knowing Jen and I have heard this case once before diff- long time ago, it's probably been two years since we covered this case yeah. what's your take j-dog yeah so this i think presented first as like kind of like a black and white you know your traditional like oh boyfriend no oh, whoever kind of got into an altercation they got into a fight something went down he took advantage or whatever and he got rid of her in this garbage chute um so i think it sounded pretty kind of cut and dry in the beginning but then once you kind of unearth all of her background and what she was dealing with and what she was taking at the time it was like wow this was actually pretty eye-opening that you can't just look at it so black and white you mm-hmm. have to look at all the pieces of the puzzle that kind of fit together. Um, so yeah, it was really, really interesting. I mean, they made a whole podcast about this and obviously it's real bias. I mean, no one's, yeah. no one care, no one's going to buy a suicide story. They're going to, they're going to want some Oh, who did it? Like, look at the boyfriend type of thing. That's right. what sells, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean. So Shram right. asked, are we certain that the toxicology report wasn't tampered with? And I think, I don't know if you can answer that for certain, but I think like, I don't know if anyone can ever answer that for certainty. Yeah. Like, if What do you toxi- mean tampered with? If a toxicology report was tampered with. So I think the the she's asking like could well she could she that was on Still Knox we know she was on Still Knox because and her family knows that too because okay. she had a problem with that that 
was in her life. And presumably she was taking it that day and a lot of it because it was found in her system. I don't know if you can fake a toxicology report. I don't know. So you I think she might she might be getting report. to the fact that like the boyfriend's family was so prominent and were they tr- well, that's, was that a cover up? That's the problem though. You have this the boyfriend who is it's like the Kendrick Lamar case. Kendrick, Kendrick not Johnson. Kendrick. It's like the Kendrick Johnson case. Okay, and this is what drives me crazy. This kid falls down a, a high school gym mat. I'm the only one that says it was an accident. All right. Oh, but wait. The boy, the two brothers that he had a fight with earlier that year, their dad's an FBI agent. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Obviously a cover Obviously up. it's yeah. something. You know, I mean, yeah, they're prominent. And honestly, the guy, I wouldn't hang out with the dude. He doesn't seem very nice to me, but... I mean, I don't know, Sharon. I mean, maybe they did. But at the, at the end of the day, like that book was like that, too. What if what if this happened? And what if and I feel like at the end of the book, she was like trying to convince herself. It was just kind of sad to read that book, actually. Anyway, uh, sorry. Lauren, Lauren said, I John, I think this is important. I have a long history with medication and it does change your behavior. I mean, her so. whole family called, you know, they knew about the monster. You read that quote mm. where she like Anthony texted the, the grandmother and said, then we'll talk about the monster when she's sober like they knew about this i mean and the the text messages that you read i mean that was out there was it not i mean yeah. i know you read it correctly but it was it not like the, the way it Kinda was bizarre written? really bizarre really bizarre mm-hmm. really bizarre i mean just stuff like that now i don't think he i don't think he knew that she she would do that i mean i, I don't know i mean who can imagine being thrown on a garbage chute but it is possible shit Lauren's vote is an accident. I'm not trying to force that on you guys. I just, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to do this case again, not because I discount y'all's opinion at all, but I wanted to make sure that... You did it right the first time. I did it right the first time, yeah. Because, dude, everyone else says that she was killed. And I'm saying that, dude, there's there's plenty of cases here in America where 23-year-olds, after a night of drinking, are throwing themselves down trash chutes. And they were all on Ambien. And, and IT professionals at John Hopkins University throwing them down trash chutes you know and there's there's a link there you know what i'm saying yeah and i think that's important but i don't know so i'm i'm obviously my opinion is that it was just you know good job john i mean dude i'm not trying to force my opinion on y'all mm-hmm. no i think that so. like that's a hard kind of case and i think yeah. it takes a lot of guts just mm-hmm. to, to i'm against- go to do different than we're gonna what everybody so, else thinks. We're going to get so. so many one-star reviews off this one. It's not even fun. Like, I'm not even joking, dude. That's, That's okay. okay. But, uh, man, I, I appreciate it. I don't know. And maybe it was maybe it was a combination of n- not like not a combination of suicidality and an accident. And that's not what I'm trying to say. But like maybe she was feeling that kind of way, but also was on Ambien. And maybe it wasn't a I'm going to do this to myself. Maybe it was a intoxication. She didn't and maybe. She it, yeah. And maybe it was. Oh, I wonder what would happen if I like not like subconsciously, right, not exactly. like I'm going to do like who knows. Well, so what I was no thinking, one knows because no one saw what I was like going over my head last night. Like in bed, I was thinking, all right, so let's say alcohol and, and ambient mixed together is causing all of this. And like if, if I had a, the toxicology reports available and we saw that link. All right. Let's say that they're unconscious. What are they possibly thinking they're doing? Like, how is it making them want to jump down a trash chute? At, at one point, one friend of Phoebe's before they thought it was murder said that Phoebe liked to jump off things. She was a free bird. She, she was always 
always jumping off things. So maybe that's why she did that or whatever. But is there something that people are thinking of when those two things get mixed together that are making them go to a trash shoot? You know, well, it it's could, really weird. But it could be an altered state of reality where you don't actually think it's a trash shoot yeah. either. Exactly. Like yeah. Like you think maybe, maybe it's a slide or yeah. a trap door or yeah. like, yeah. you know, you yeah, don't know that's what, what it was, is. But it's like all the same with every case. It's got to be. Because like, why would you... You know, know, it's so weird, man. I don't know, crazy. Yeah. But I hope you guys like that. It was great. Stay off of yeah. that shit, man. If you take Ambien, don't be drinking alcohol. End story. Or, yeah, like stick with the chamomile, the CBD, the Benadryl, the melatonin, yeah. yes. other things. I mean, the, the sleep driving, like one out of 20 patients. And the sleep driving, 60% accidents. <laughs> I believe what it. What the fuck? I believe it. Anyway. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed and this Talk Murder Me podcast. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. <laughs>